Hello, and welcome to Conversating with Carmen and Christina. I'm Christina. And I'm Carmen. And today we are discussing the 2023 movie, You People, which stars uh, Mia Long, Lauren London, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Eddie Murphy, and was written by Kenya Barris of Blackish um, fame, Blackish mixed-ish uh what's what's the one? black af that was the other one that was on uh on youtube i'm not youtube on netflix youtube um on netflix so yeah i don't know about you but i remember when the trailer for this was released i thought it was really funny it looked like it was going to be really good and funny and interesting yeah same here that's why i wanted to watch it because i saw the trailer first it looked hilarious And then that made me want to watch the film. And I got to say, the film was hilarious. Like, I did find it funny. Like, there were, uh, you know, especially, you know, certain parts in particular that, like, really were hilarious. And so, I mean, overall, I I did enjoy it. I thought it was funny. Yeah, you're not saying nothing. Yeah. um, You didn't think it was funny. (laughs) I was going to say, if that silence said anything, uh, I feel like normally I'm on the side of like, oh my God, I love this. And Christina is like, uh, no. So that's me. I'm in the no role today. And we, we tried. I finally did get through it. The first time um, I watched it, it was me, my mother, and my sister. Like my mother tapped out almost immediately. My sister was like, I really give it a chance. And then I started fading. And then I think, I don't even know if we were halfway through the movie. It was sometime around the dinner party where the parents mm-hmm. met for the first time. We finally just admitted defeat and we were like, no, we're good. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did watch it today. I think because I knew what to expect going into it, it was a bit more bearable. I will also, in this, you know, full confession, was also doing other things. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that like, I love this. This was the best movie ever. I mean, I mean, I found it enjoyable and funny. Um, you know, there were certain things about it that I appreciated it. Like I liked that Tanya Barris and Jonah Hill wrote this together because there were certain things that I feel like if one of them had written it, it would have been offensive to one group of people. If the other had written it, it would have been offensive to another group of people. Like, like, how could you write this particular part or you write that part? So I'm yeah. that, you know, they each kind of wrote the parts in, in involving certain things that um would definitely uh, offend people. But the fact that they were working together makes me feel a little bit more comfortable with it. Like, okay, so it, because you know how sometimes you can talk about your own people in a certain way that other people probably shouldn't. So yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I felt I think, some of that going on. I think the thing that bothers me and that I wish, like knowing that Jonah and Tanya wrote this together. Um, and again, I'm not completely up to date with both of their backgrounds. Um, I, I felt like I wish that there could have been a little bit more depth, a little bit more authenticity. I mean, I feel like this is pretty much a repackage. Guess who's coming to dinner or whatever. But we've seen so many different variations of, of this. You know, we've seen with black and white. We've seen, you know, black women, you know, white 
uh, white guy. We've seen uh, Black and Hispanic. There's that movie with Lance Gross in America Ferreira. Um, I'm sure there are more that I'm not even thinking about. And it just felt like this kind of weird pairing. And it also felt like a lot of the conflict was based on some of these like recycled tropes that you'd find on Twitter. Like when they're, the parents are meeting and um, I forget whether it was Mia Long's character, Eddie Murphy, um, where they're like, are you trying to compare the Holocaust to slavery? Like, really? Are we really having these conversations nowadays? And yes, I'm not going to say that there's not a subset of or the population who would be trying to have these conversations. My thought is just with the, the parents involved, I just would have expected a bit more elevated introspection. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have uh, made for a different movie. <laughs> Especially when, you know, the whole, like, I, I never quite could figure out whether this was supposed to be a racial clash, a culture clash, both, because they had, it was the black and white thing. And uh, Ezra's, you know, character and his, his, uh, his with, especially with his friend, Sam Jay, you know, they talked a lot about, you know, oh, black and white can't be together. Black and white can never really coexist. But then you have the issues of, you know, one family was Jewish, one family was Muslim. So the race part of it kind of felt very like it's 2023, you know, I'm not like, we know that, you know, there's still a lot of segregation in the country, but I, I would have, I, I would have just expected this to be taken to a, a different level. And I think they could have made something that maybe was a bit more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they could have. I don't know, like, it seemed to me like it was just supposed to be a movie that's just, like, kind of just light and funny and doesn't really go in too deep. Um, I do have some criticism, though. Um, So I feel like the majority of what the parents, you know, the whole thing with the different races and the different religions, like, uh, okay, I mean, that's kind of debatable whether that's something people should, should really care about. But the thing with the cocaine... Now that's, <laughs> that, yes. I would be extremely concerned if my child was about to marry somebody who like seemed to be very heavily involved with cocaine. I don't care what race or religion they are. Like that was very disturbing to me. I agree. And I thought that was going to end up being a bigger plot point. Like he was going to, you know, he was kind of writing Ezra about it. And then, but he didn't say anything. And then even when they made a the and he never said anything. I like I would have been so much more on his side and understood if it was like, no, I've, you know, I was kind of iffy about you, but you now I've learned this thing about your past and this cocaine. Does my daughter know about this? You need to, you know, have this, like, you need to tell your daughter, you need to have this conversation with your daughter. Or I thought I honestly thought it was gonna come out at the wedding rehearsal. And like his mother, like now his parents are going to find out because Ezra always seemed, you know, for the most part, like a clean cut guy. Right. So, I, yeah, I like the, the conflicts that could have gone somewhere and been interesting. Right. And then, you know, when he's talking about like, well, thank you for not saying anything. He's like, well, I didn't want to embarrass my daughter in front of all of her family. Like, uh, 
that's what you're concerned with embarrassing your daughter you're not concerned with this man in the cocaine <laughs> i mean at the very least if it had been followed up with you know what i didn't want to embarrass my daughter in front of everybody because that would be embarrassing because you know people be talking about here from you know, when amira brought home that coked out white boy like you know that would be coming but followed up with a you know does my daughter know you y'all need to have this conversation if you don't tell her i will because she does need to know now, is that a reason to not marry him? Maybe not, especially if it was, you know, in the past or, you know, something that happened on, an, on, on one occasion, but at least she can make that decision for herself. Right. Because especially, you know, what he witnessed there at the club, I mean, the Coke dealer seemed like that guy was one of his greatest customers. Right. <laughs> right. I like everybody knew him everybody like Duke was just so upset too like Ezra I know you the coke guy you are coke guy where is my coke like he just (laughs) did not understand and it was it was it was kind of entertaining yeah that that was crazy so I mean that's one criticism um and then I would say another criticism so as I'm watching this relationship develop between these two characters that are allegedly, you know, crazy in love with each other, I am not seeing that. I'm seeing, like, they're, they're buddies, pals. I, I see that they're good friends, and that's cool. But that's all I'm seeing is the friendship. I'm not seeing anything romantic, no affection, no no kisses, like, nothing to lead me to believe that these people have any romantic interest in each other. I agree. And, you know, what I, what I find that's kind of interesting is that, you know, Ezra was kind of already enmeshed, you know, in, in Black culture. He's got the podcast. He, you know, kind of seems like he is around Black people, even though um, there's a whole lot of stuff he seems clueless about. Um, Lauren London's character, Amina, Amira, she doesn't really know much about Jewish culture, which, you know, fair. She just may not have been exposed to it. But what's kind of interesting to me, and, and I don't know if maybe it's because she was turned off early by Ezra's family, but like, we didn't really see kind of a meshing of their cultures. You know what I mean? Like a meshing mm-hmm. of, you know, Ezra teaching her something, or did you, you never watched Sex in the City, did you? No. There's a storyline with um, one of the characters, Charlotte. Uh, she falls for Harry, who's Jewish. And mm-hmm he can't marry her because she's Episcopalian. He's a, you know, he's a Jew, but then she decides to convert and she goes all out becoming like the perfect Jew, like to the point where like Harry's even like, I mean, okay, cool. Sure. (laughs) Whatever. Like he's not even this level of, you know, devout, but I I would have liked to have seen some of that a little bit more. And that, that could have, I think led for some, interesting moments that could have still been lighthearted and funny what if Amira does kind of start you know trying to learn about Jewish culture or asking you know Ezra's mother you know to teach her certain things or to do whatever how does her mother feel about that does she kind of feel like you know oh wait a second you know is am I going to lose my daughter like is she turning her back on what she's learned is she you know whatever the case may be I I think that there were just other places that it could have gone and again, relied on their experiences and been more authentic, but still allowed for humor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, 
like I said, overall, I did find it funny. But but yeah, there are some things that just could have been better. And some things that were just a question mark, like I'm I'm confused. Like, for example, why is it when this man got taken to the barbershop, he left the barbershop, his hair looked the same as it did when he walked into the barbershop? So confused about that. So, <laughs> so confused about that. Uh, yeah, that, uh, one of the many things. But like, speaking of this, let's talk about the characters because this is a pretty stacked cast. You know, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, you know, Neil Long, who didn't have much to do, but you know, David Duchovny even, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, well, so actually, that's my biggest question. How did these people read this script and think, oh, this has got to be my next project? Like, are they, were they bored? I mean, maybe they found it funny. Like, I'm telling you, I know you didn't really find it that funny, but I did. Like, maybe they were reading it and they were like, this is funny. Again, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm not knocking the fact that you found it funny because there are people who did find it funny. Um, I, it's just interesting because, you know, Eddie Murphy has this long career in comedy. Julia Louis-Dreyfus long career in comedy these things don't compare to the those those other things that they've done and maybe and maybe maybe it was just a good time to get together and do something kind of like fun and low-key and you know be with people that they liked working with I don't know yeah I mean I don't think it was like a big budget thing so I don't think it was like a huge payday like yeah I don't know why they all agreed, but um, <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can uh, see how much it made. Uh, Jonah, Hill I don't know just, how much it made, but I know it did pretty well. Um, I think like it de- debuted number one on Netflix, and uh, a lot of people liked it, or they at least watched it. <laughs> well, I think a lot of us watched it. Now, whether we uh, we felt that it was a worth of that time, no, when we stopped. Interesting, although I didn't realize that this was Kenya's uh, directorial debut. debut. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm looking at, uh, let's see, on the Wikipedia page, some of the reviews, about 42% are positive with an average rating of 5.1 out of 10. So, about, so it really seems like it's split half and half. Um, and it says it has an outstanding cast and plenty of comedic potential both mostly wasted on a picture that dithers between social commentary and romantic comedy without fully committing to either. And I think that's maybe what the biggest issue is. They needed to pick what they were trying to do first and foremost. Is this social commentary? In which case, let's go for social commentary. Or is this a story about two people falling in love? In which case, I want to see two people falling in love. Right, yeah, because um, the amount of being in love that I saw between these two it looked like he had just about the same amount of love as he had for his uh, buddy that he did the podcast with. <laughs> also, I, like, they always just seemed, like, ready to split up so quickly, ready to just call it off. Like, even when they broke up, it was just kind of like, I can't do this anymore. Okay, yeah, me neither. Okay, bye. Like, I wanted, like, this should have been painful. This should have been a tough decision. Mm. I didn't feel that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you're really to the point where you're about to marry someone, breaking up with them shouldn't really be that easy. I will say, okay, 
I will say that one of the things that I did find kind of funny was um, the kind of runner throughout with uh, Ezra's father and Exhibit. And he kept talking about Exhibit. And then to him doing his wedding speech or his you know wedding rehearsal speech and talking about Exhibit, that did tickle me. It, that was kind of funny. That was like so random. It was. Like that man knew one rapper and he was going to talk about him. Like oh, and the right. sad thing is like I could see him sitting here back in the day watching Pip My Ride. Did you ever watch Pip My Ride? Yeah, I always wanted to like have my car pimped out like that. Oh my God, the things that they were doing were insane. Although so bad, so bad. You know, they didn't even fix cars, fix the cars. Oh. Yeah, it came out later that, cause like it was a detail shop. So they were doing all this stuff to make it look cool. But most of the time they weren't even fixing the cars underneath. And a lot of the stuff that they did um, to the cars sometimes made it undrivable or, you know, unusable. And they were just driving away the same hunk of junk they brought in, but was just pimped out. Mm. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That was fun. Um, let's see here. I did also like the little sister. I thought she was, I want, I, she had potential and I wanted to see more of her. Yeah. And, um, I wish they had made the brother more interesting. Yeah. Cause did we see him again? We rarely saw him. Right, I just remember him in the beginning, and then that was it. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't wasn't much to him. I think he did pop up again. Like I think um, the Vegas trip. I think he had a conversation with the dad, uh, like a quick conversation. I think he showed up at the wedding. Um, okay, yeah, I think maybe I did see him. I will also say who I was surprisingly um, happy with. Makeups. Oh yeah, it's always nice to see him. And I think he did a good job, and I liked his part. Um, although him and his personal troubles <laughs> is so funny. But you know the way that he kind of was that unexpected voice of reason. I thought that he did a very good job in the film. And of course, it's always fun to see Beyond Cole and his foolishness. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Kenya Barris put himself as a passenger in the airplane, so we got to see his face for a minute. Was he? Look, I love how he, I'm looking at look, I love how he gave himself credit. Like everybody else has like a name pretty much. And then it's like Kenya Bear, uh, Barris as airplane passenger. <laughs> I'm not even mad at him though, because you know what? If I make a film, that's what y'all gonna see. Y'all gonna see written by Carmen, directed by Carmen, starring Carmen, even if my starring role is a little cameo and back at a bar. It's going to be just Carmen. <laughs> yep, he wanted to make sure you knew. That was him. I recognized it as soon as I saw his face. I knew it was him. Now, I was about to say, now I have to go back and watch. No, I don't need to do that. <laughs> I'm just going to take the internet's word for it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think, um, how did you feel about the mother, about Shelly? I mean, I thought she was the type of person who, like, in her mind, she didn't realize that, like, she was saying and doing things that other people would think and feel are, are racist things. In her mind, she wasn't aware of that. I, I feel like she was just, like, 
ignorant, but not like not like an evil-hearted person, but just an ignorant person when it came to like the racist things that involved her. Right. You know, the interesting thing was when Amira finally kind of like snapped and went off on her. I understood why, but I honestly kind of thought that her asking about the hair and like I thought the fact that she had like looked up hair to like try to connect with her was actually really sweet. But I think it was just a fact of like after everything that had happened, you know, it just was the end of the rope. I I'm not upset by the whole kind of like cultural differences and like, you know, older people are always trying to find a way to kind of relate to younger people. And I'm sure that it's probably a much, you know, kind of it's heightened when you are dealing with uh, somebody of a different culture. I I wish again, I you know, shoulda coulda woulda. I wish that we could have seen that in a different way, but like I do like how they kind of Amira had to learn to kind of stand up for herself and Mm-hmm. you know and 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 just kind of tell Shelly like okay chill yeah yeah I mean it was just such a mess <laughs> with the the mother and the father and then it's like each of them had one parent that was acting a fool and then the other parent was just there right yes yeah <laughs> like we hardly saw the dad unless it was to talk about exhibit although you know again that was funny. Um, Mia Long, you know, didn't see enough of her. Um, but again, you're right, that normal parent. I do think, I will say, if there has to be a, a villain of the film, was um, was definitely Eddie Murphy's character. Oh my goodness, he recognizing him so bad. Like when they were in the car and they were listening to music, and the song had the N-word and the N-word was like right there in the title. And he was like, what's the name of this song? What's the name of it? T- tell me the song, what it's called. <laughs> and I was so happy that like he refused because I was wondering like if he was going to slip and say it, but like he never did. I was like, good. That, that, oh. That's the point for you. Oh, he he had enough sense. He he had enough sense. You know who I, what I also thought was funny, even though I probably shouldn't have, when they were doing the toast and, and Ezra's cousin or whatever stuff, he was like, I... I was there on January 6th. Ezra, you know, talked me down. So he might be a liberal cuck, but he's a good guy. And blah, blah, blah. I was just dying at that. Right. Like, could all these people get any weirder? Like, what a weird, like, group of people. It's so random. And I think that that was the thing. It's like, the, his side of the family had, like, some weirdos. But, like, I felt like on um, Amira's side of the film, they were just kind of mean. Like, especially her friends, you know, uh, Lala and then uh, Young Miami. I think that was the girl who got her hair pulled off, her whole wig pulled off. Like, they were just kind of mean the whole time. And, yeah, it just felt, it was an interesting vibe. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. But, you know, hey, um, it was a watch. It was made. Um, you know, always happy to see Black people get money. Um, so, you know, that, that's what happened. That's what was there. Um, yeah, yeah. So we saw it. <laughs> yeah, and that was you people. And I, I do recommend it. 
um, because I did find it funny. And um, and yeah, so if you feel like watching something that's funny, having a few laughs, then I recommend it. If you're somebody who like really gets offended over like every little thing, you might want to skip it because like definitely, you know, some people say and do things that people find offensive. But yeah, I recommend. I really just want to know who cut the trailer because so many movies that I've seen, the trailer looks like garbage. And you see a movie and you're like, oh, like this is interesting. Or like the trailer gives it all away. And this trailer made this look like the best film ever. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> so I'm just curious. I them to make all the tra- trailers. Right. Um, now, I will say, um, I, do I think this is a movie that you needed to see? No. Um, but if it fits your sense of humor, well then, you know, have at it. Like I said, you, you get to see a lot of, you know, fun people, a lot of good people that I uh, enjoy and I like. Uh, and I think it's also like a good background movie. Like I wouldn't just sit down with a bowl of popcorn. Like, you know, you want something, you want something on the background and put it on. Come on, see what happens. See if it. Yeah, see if it and I think like, some of the music was pretty good too. So if it's in the background, you can listen to the music. Yes. Oh, that is one thing that I want to talk about, and I will give them credit for this movie is set in LA. It has a very LA vibe, and I thought that the music and the soundtrack was really well done. Like you definitely got that Cali vibe, that Nipsey Hustle vibe, which is you know of course because Lauren London was you know Nipsey's girlfriend before he passed. Um, you, it really got that. So I will say props to props to the filmmakers for that aspect of it. Yeah, so you can enjoy that as well when you have it on in the background. <laughs> All right, well, Christina, you want to take us out or should I? All right, well, thank you for listening. If you want to uh, keep in touch, see what we're up to, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Carmen and Chris, that is C-A-R-M-E-N-A-N-D-K-R-I-S. You can follow me, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Miss Christina 617 M-I-S-S-K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A 617. Where can they find you, Carmen? You guys can find me on Twitter at Carmen Glee. That's C-A-R-M-E-N-B-R-I-E. Until next time, guys. <laughs>